A Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thank you for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 1st of December, the first day of summer. Well, tensions have this morning dramatically escalated between Australia and China over those fake social media posts involving our defence force. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson has hit back, refusing to apologise over the inflammatory tweet, saying Australia should in fact be ashamed over recent allegations of war crimes. The fake image showed a smiling Australian soldier holding a knife to the throat of an Afghan child. Afghan lives matter. The Australian government should do some soul-searching and bring the culprits to justice and offer an official apology to the Afghan people and um, make the solemn pledge that they will never repeat such crimes. It comes after strong words from the Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday demanding an apology from China. It is truly repugnant. It is utterly outrageous. And it cannot be justified on any basis whatsoever. The Chinese government should be totally ashamed. Political reporter Annika Smithhurst from The Briefing joins us now. And Annika, China is certainly not backing down. How concerning is this latest escalation? It's quite incredible, actually. Watching this play out over the year, it's been a real tit for tat We've obviously seen, uh, you know, issues around COVID and then it turned to trade, Huawei. But yesterday seemed to take it to a new level and you could hear it in the Prime Minister's voice and the voice of Simon Birmingham. They were both so angry with this. And as you say, it didn't change anything. In fact, um, Zhao, who tweeted this, ended up pinning it to the top of his Twitter page, which means when you go on there, it's the first thing you see. So it's a really, I guess, an aggressive act on their behalf. Uh, and even in that, in those comments they made afterwards, they asked Australia to do some soul searching. They really haven't backed away from this move. And Annika, what what implications do you think this will have for the ongoing trade war between Australia and China, especially the effect for our primary producers? You know, yesterday we saw that wine, Australian wine industry was hit again, two hundred percent tariffs and. This really comes at a steep cost to business, this ongoing bickering at sort of a government level. There are a lot of people that rely on their, in, the whole industries depend on the Chinese market. So we did see a warning from our trade minister yesterday saying Australians might be less inclined to buy Chinese products. I'm not necessarily sure that is the case, but there's certainly barriers now for Australians doing business in China and we are incredibly dependent on them. So unfortunately, I don't see a way out of it at the moment for them and and that's really reflected in the share price. Certainly not over yet. Annika, thank you so much. Appreciate it. In other news this morning, the Queensland border is officially open with barricades and checkpoints now being removed. After 250 days of restrictions, the Sunshine State is now welcoming travellers back from New South Wales and Victoria. Our reporter, Amy Drew, 
has more. Well, police have described it as an early New Year's Eve. For the first time since March, visitors can enter the Sunshine State without the need for border passes or vehicle inspections. Victorians have been shut out since late March. For Sydney siders, it's been since August. There is still a big job ahead, though, for authorities. They'll spend the next few days removing hundreds of metres of concrete barriers. Once that's completed, it'll free up around 200 officers for a return to general duties. It's expected to be an incredibly busy day for airport staff across the state as well as they welcome the largest amount of passengers they've seen in eight months. Queensland does remain off limits, however, to Adelaide residents for at least another week. The Premier announcing yesterday that the border will stay shut to the city until the situation is reassessed next week. Dr Young has asked for another week and I will accept that advice. We want to make sure that everything is perfectly safe when uh, we can lift those borders. And of course, we do have that aspiration that everyone can travel freely before Christmas. Pharmaceutical giant Moderna is pushing for the emergency approval of its COVID-19 vaccine. The company says full late-stage trials showed the vaccine was nearly 95% effective with no serious safety concerns. It's now asking the US and European regulators to give it the green light so it can be rolled out as soon as possible. The Reserve Bank Board will meet today where it's expected to keep rates on hold. The cash rate is already sitting at the historic low of 0.1% after it was cut from the previous record low of 0.25% last month. And we'll have more details on this a little later in our finance report. And President-elect Joe Biden will be forced to wear a walking boot for several weeks after he suffered a number of hairline fractures in his foot while slipping over when playing with his dog. Donald Trump even took to Twitter saying, get well soon. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this very busy Tuesday morning. Firstly to Victoria and a Royal Commission report into the so-called Lawyer X scandal has been handed down and is warning more than 1,000 cases may have been tainted by using gangland barrister Nicola Gobbo as a police informant. Our Melbourne reporter James Royce has more. Taj Victoria's Chief Commissioner has apologised for what he's described as a failure to the community and courts by using the gangland barrister as an informant during the 90s. Shane Patton has also announced a task force to act on the recommendations of the Royal Commission. But interestingly, he hasn't ruled out the possibility that lawyers could be used again. But he insists it wouldn't be the same as what happened with Nicola Gobbo. But that would never be a circumstance such as this, and they would never be giving or having evidence used against a client that they are representing. In South Australia, the health minister has apologised for wrongly suggesting a man aged in his 30s breached COVID-19 quarantine restrictions. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, is in Adelaide with the latest. Health authorities have been forced to admit a man accused of breaching quarantine and going on a shopping spree in Adelaide actually didn't do anything wrong. South Australia's Chief Public Health Officer last night issuing a public apology for what she calls a miscommunication. A 30-year-old man who was a casual contact went on a shopping spree last week, creating a series of new hotspots, including busy department stores and a supermarket after visiting seven spots across Adelaide. SA Health now admits he was never actually told to quarantine 
quarantine and only to isolate while awaiting his initial test, which proved to be negative. The second test came back positive 12 days later. Authorities have now moved to clear up the definition of a casual contact of a confirmed case and the directions to make sure it doesn't happen again. Now, he's the third case linked to an English language school at the Sturt campus of Flinders University, which has been shut down until at least tomorrow with hundreds of students forced into isolation. Dozens of people have finally been freed too from the Peppers Medi Hotel after spending up to 28 days in quarantine. Some were forced to start their 14-day periods from scratch after a security guard at the facility contracted COVID-19. Authorities admit they may never know how the virus spread. And free travels resume between South Australia and Victoria for the first time in 126 days after the hard border was lifted overnight. And just in time for the start of summer, the sprinkler is back in New South Wales. Authorities have announced an easing of water restrictions after record rainfall. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has the details. Yeah, that's right, Tash. We'll be able to cool off this summer with those Level 1 water restrictions being lifted in Sydney after the plan was signed off on in State Cabinet last night. Instead, we're being urged to just use our common sense when it comes to water use, with the restrictions replaced by a set of guidelines for us to follow. They state that we can now water the garden before 10am and after 4pm without copping a fine. We can use a supervised sprinkler, and this one's my favourite, we can use water to cool down people or animals. So the kids can cool off under the sprinkler this summer. Now, Sydney has been praised for collectively saving 77 gigalitres of water. That's the equivalent of 31,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools, with Warragamba Dam now above 95% capacity. But it has been revealed the heatwave at the weekend saw 3.7 gigalitres of water consumed over just Saturday and Sunday. That's the most consumed over two days this whole year. A timely reminder of how quickly dam levels can change. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Tuesday morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the RBA is meeting today. What's the chance of a rate cut? Well, good morning. I doubt there will be a, a rate cut. The, the RBA doesn't want to take it to negative territory. So, look, the chances of it going down is probably zilch, more likely to go up, but it's not going to be for a long time until we see that. Now, it's been very generous in its management of quantitative easing. And what that means is that lenders' funding costs are down and that's keeping borrowers' repayments low. The market will certainly be closer in monitoring any commentary from the Reserve Bank today and it's waiting on an indication from the board as to when it expects the $100 billion quantitative easing program to end. Interesting to note that since the last rate cut, some analysis by CanStar shows that 25 lenders cut variable home loan rates by an average of 0.17% and 63 lenders cut 1,138 fixed rates by an average of 0.31%. So the best deals are certainly on fixed rates. I can tell you now uh, the lowest variable rate is 1.77%, but that assumes that you've got a healthy deposit of about 40%. If not, you're looking at 1.99, not bad rates at all. Always shop around. Effie, also today there's some new data out about the financial pinch for many Australians with 60,000 households forced to put their energy bills on hold. 
Yeah, look, we knew we had this option, which was great. The retailers made it very easy for, for people who were experiencing hardship to put their payments on hold. But this new report by the Australian Energy Retailer to come out just shows how much debt we actually got ourselves in. Now, according to the report, long-term residential electricity debt increased 21% during the period of March and November, and almost 60 thousand households took advantage of retailers offer to defer their payment energy bills and debt owned by small business was just as high from 35 million in March 2020 to 45 million in June 2020. Now the tip here is obviously if you are struggling to repay your debt be sure to check your you know talk to your provider first they should not cut you off they should actually put you on a plan and help you pay off your debt you've got the national debt helpline of course as well that you can reach now if you have lost your job or your income's reduced um, or you're on Centrelink payments don't forget also that you may be eligible for that three thousand interest-free loan to help pay utility bills um, that's the, called the household relief loan it's worth looking into because it is interest-free and also look don't forget do shop around. The, the, there are tremendous savings to be made for those people who are engaged in the market because of wholesale rates falling down. So it's a good opportunity to look at what offers are out there. Great advice, Effie, as always. And the quirky jobs that you can get before Christmas for a little extra cash. I love this story. Please tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I found this role in my inbox this morning. And, and basically, Airtasker is saying they've got about $32 million worth of tasks posted up in the lead up to the festive season. So I have used Airtasker. I've got someone to help me around the house. And it is very easy to post jobs. And what they're seeing is some of the quirkiest Christmas tasks that are posted on there and the amount of money that people are getting. So a Tassie woman, was seeking a portrait of her mum's favourite pet. I assume that's a Christmas present for $150. So if you can draw, there you go. A new South parent was offering $200 to put up your Christmas lights, to put up their Christmas lights, sorry. Um, yeah, I'd pay that too. That's the most annoying thing to do. <laughs> and <laughs> a Queenslander was offering $150 to decorate their tree as well. And someone was looking uh, for someone to drive them home, paying $200 hundred dollars to be their personal driver on Christmas Day. Look, bear in mind that uh, Tasker does pay a service fee and that can range from 10 to 20 percent of the task price depending on how much you've earned with them over the previous 30 days. So they'll take a cut a bit of your profit but look it's a nice way to make some coin. Encourage the teenagers to actually work over the school holidays. Effie, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you. Time to check sport now this Tuesday with Brett Thomas and Brett David Warner is now in dart for the first test with that very nasty groin injury. Yeah, it looked really nasty, Tash. Good morning to you. Uh, went down, he was trying to feel the ball and got up very gingerly in that second one day on Sunday night. Had to be helped from the field, didn't look good. He's now been ruled out for the rest of the white ball matches, so we've got one more one-day international tomorrow night in Canberra and then the T20s. Darcy Short comes in to replace him there, but now, of course, we've got the test series coming up. That's December 17th, so he doesn't have long. Justin Langer said last night that it's not looking good. Uh, the quote was, he, he won't be holding his breath, but to David Warner will be fit. So that means that Will Pekowski, the, uh, the young opener from Victoria, could get his chance to get his first baggy green in the first test of the summer against India in Adelaide, which is a, a pink ball test. And Brett, Jack DeBellin is no closer to returning to an NRL field. 
That's right, Tasha. He, he will remain suspended from playing under the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy despite the jury in his rape trial uh, failing to reach a verdict yesterday. The 12 jurors have been unable to reach a unanimous or majority verdict, the judge officially discharging them. The 29-year-old Dragons player pleaded not guilty over an alleged incident in Wollongong back in 2018. A likely retrial may not happen until late next year. That means that DeBellin faces the prospect of a third season on the sidelines. And to AFL now, more changes on and off the field at Collingwood. Yeah, a bit of a sad one for a popular defender there, Tom Langdon, just 26 years of age been forced to retire the last few years he's barely been able to get on the park hasn't played since the middle of uh, 2019 he's just had a, a bad run with knee injuries he's still got a year to go on his contract but he's come to an agreement with uh, the magpies to retire early and jeff walsh is their long-serving football manager he's been around uh, since uh, the mid-80s his first role uh, in terms of an administrator was with fitzroy back in 1985 then he went to the blues spent time at north melbourne two stints at the magpies but he's going to retire in December, so a bit of change going on there at Collingwood. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country this Tuesday morning on the first official day of summer and temperatures are set to soar once again in many parts across Australia today. Firstly to Brisbane, 32 degrees and cloud clearing. But further west in Queensland, it is very hot, 43 degrees today expected for Gundawindi. To Sydney, mostly sunny, a top of 29 expected. But in the west, it's very hot, 41 degrees today for Penrith and a scorching 48 degrees expected for Burke. Melbourne, showers developing, a very cool 27 degrees on the way in windy conditions. Canberra, possible storm expected a warm 35 degrees today. 26 and rain developing for Hobart. Early showers expected with windy conditions also for Adelaide, high of 21. 24 degrees and mostly sunny for Perth and thunderstorms on the way this Tuesday with a high of 33 for Darwin. an extraordinary escape for a Formula One driver who was walked away after his car exploded in flames in the Bahrain Grand Prix. After crashing into the barriers at high speed, Romain Grosjean's car split in two and was engulfed in a fireball. He managed to jump from his vehicle and was dragged to safety by the marshals, somehow only suffering minor burns. He's taken to Instagram with a special thank you message. Just wanted to say I am okay. Uh, Well, Sort of okay. Thank you very much for all the messages. Uh, I mean, I wasn't for the halo some years ago, but I think it's the greatest thing that we brought to Formula One, and without it, I wouldn't be able to speak to you today. So, thanks, thanks to all the medical staff at the circuit, at the hospital, and uh, hopefully, I can write you quite soon some messages and tell you where it's going. Racing experts have described the crash as horrendous and say it is a miracle. He is alive. And that's all you need to know on a very busy Tuesday to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thank you so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.